This is The Space Shot, episode 52 for July 5th, 2017. We choose to talk about presidential speeches. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Mulnix. For the eyes of the world, now look into space, to the moon, and to the planets beyond. And we have vowed that we shall not see it governed by a hostile flag of conquest, but by a banner of freedom and peace. We have vowed that we shall not see space filled with weapons of mass destruction, but with instruments of knowledge and understanding. Yet the vows of this nation can only be fulfilled if we in this nation are first, and therefore we intend to be first. That was part of President John F. Kennedy's address at Rice University. I'll link to the entire speech in the show notes, so be sure to check it out. The operation of NASA has always been intertwined with presidential politics. Since its inception, NASA has been an independent agency that is part of the executive branch of government. For better or worse, this has meant that each president has been able to impart their legacy on the agency. For some presidents like Ford and Carter, they took a more hands-off approach. For presidents like Kennedy, space became a defining part of their legacy even if they had not intended to make it so when they entered the office. Kennedy's speeches are probably the most well-known since they heralded the start of the space race. The soaring rhetoric of presidential space speeches doesn't always match up to the reality of what NASA is able to achieve with the funding and direction that they are given. While announcing the space shuttle, President Nixon stated that this program will, quote, take the astronomical costs out of astronomics, which, if you look at the average price of a space shuttle mission, It was flirting with about a half a billion dollars per launch, which is hardly a budget craft. Sadly, the economics of the shuttle reusability never materialized during its program. Yesterday, I read from parts of Reagan's 4th of July speech at Edwards Air Force Base. President Reagan mentioned reaping the economic and security benefits of leading the world in outer space. But one of his later speeches would put the economic and the political aside and focus on the human aspect of spaceflight. Here's part of his speech from the Oval Office in the aftermath of the Challenger tragedy. We've grown used to wonders in this century. It's hard to dazzle us. But for 25 years, the United States space program has been doing just that. We've grown used to the idea of space, and perhaps we forget that we've only just begun. We're still pioneers. They, the members of the Challenger crew, were pioneers. And I want to say something to the schoolchildren of America who were watching the live coverage of the shuttle's takeoff. I know it's hard to understand, but sometimes painful things like this happen. It's all part of the process of exploration and discovery. It's all part of taking a chance and expanding man's horizons. The future doesn't belong to the faint-hearted. It belongs to the brave. The Challenger crew was pulling us into the future, and we'll continue to follow them. After President Reagan, President Bush Sr., President Clinton, and President George W. Bush all sought to make their own mark on space, from robotic exploration missions to massive stations and human missions to Mars, their presidencies all had different highlights. President Obama's shift towards commercial providers 
has helped kickstart one of the most incredible periods of spaceflight. In 2009, SpaceX launched the final Falcon 1 rocket, and just one year later, they launched the Falcon 9 on a demonstration flight from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. A few months prior to that first Falcon 9 launch, President Obama laid out some specifics for what he was hoping the commercial sector could achieve in the coming years. Now, I recognize that some have said it is unfeasible or unwise to work with the private sector in this way. I disagree. The truth is NASA has always relied on private industry to help design and build the vehicles that carry astronauts to space, from the Mercury capsule that carried John Glenn into orbit nearly 50 years ago to the Space Shuttle Discovery currently orbiting overhead. By buying the services of space transportation rather than the vehicles themselves, we can continue to ensure rigorous safety standards are met but we will also accelerate the pace of innovations as companies, from young startups to established leaders, compete to design and build and launch new means of carrying people and materials out of our atmosphere. The use of private companies for commercial resupply services, as well as for eventually crew transportation, has helped revolutionize the launch industry. Incumbent providers like Ariane Space in Europe and the United Launch Alliance here in the United States have been forced to push forward with their own new reusable rocket designs in the light of achievements from companies like Blue Origin and SpaceX. Today, SpaceX successfully launched its 10th mission for the year and the third within the last 12 days. Two of the three launches in the past 12 days were missions where the first stage booster of the Falcon 9 was able to be recovered. The recovery and reuse of orbital class rockets is an ability that might not yet exist had President Obama not put such an emphasis on private sector companies. If you look back at the presidents I've talked about in this episode, you may notice a trend. Whether they were a Republican or a Democrat, they have all pushed for greater ability and greater American achievement in space. That's one of the beautiful things about spaceflight. Even though the budget process here on Earth can get partisan and tricky sometimes, pushing the boundaries of what's possible for humanity to achieve is something that garners extensive bipartisan support. Tomorrow, Vice President Mike Pence will be visiting Kennedy Space Center, a trip which many industry experts expect him to use to announce the next NASA administrator. Depending on the recording schedule for tomorrow's episode, I will try to include the Vice President's remarks in tomorrow's episode. Tomorrow, we'll talk a bit about the National Space Council. Thank you all for listening to the show. Producing a daily podcast takes a lot of time, and I would love if you could take just a moment to leave a rating or review in Apple Podcasts and let me know what you think. If you're so inclined, you can ask me questions and chat on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix pretty much everywhere. Subscribe to the podcast and share it with anyone you know that loves history, space, or pop culture. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.